0: back to the Frontier Freedom Hour with Jeff Hunt. Sponsored by Centennial Institute at Colorado Christian University. Here's Jeff Hunt.
1: Howdy friends. You know when there's bad guys out there, the good guys will always ride to the rescue. And in this case, the good guys riding to the rescue of our future generations from crazy marijuana addiction is Smart Approaches to Marijuana. Learn about sam.org. Jamie Zerby, who serves as their chief of staff, is on the show today. And we're talking about how Oklahoma, like, overwhelmingly, resoundingly rejected legalizing pot. 62% of the voters came out against expanding legal cannabis to include recreational use. Time magazine reporting about this. And the headline out of time is voters rejected marijuana legalization in yet another state. Is the movement in trouble, they start to question. And this is just shocking because if you've been in the battle like I've been for nearly the last 10 years, you knew that this thing was inevitable and that you were an old prohibitionist. And get with the times, Jeff. My goodness, people smoke pot is better than drinking alcohol. They're not going to get addicted to opioids. If you could just let this go. You're part of the just old guard, let this thing go, and things are going to work out fine. We'll be able to tax it. We'll have all this tax revenue. The cartels will go away. And what we've learned over the last decade is that this just wasn't true. The cartels are operating just as much as they always have been. In fact, they've increased. You have people dying at record rates of opioids, And the tax revenue never really came in and did much of a big difference. And, in fact, the Centennial Institute did a study back in 2018 that showed for every $1 of tax revenue, we spent about $4.50 dealing with the effects of it. So Oklahoma rejects this. Some other states reject it as well. Uh, In fact, uh, I think uh, Missouri and— Alaska were the ones to support it. The decision in Oklahoma comes after ballot measures in three other states: North Dakota, South Dakota, and Arkansas failed, and and so you have some states starting to turn. And so my guest today on the show, Jamie Zerbe, chief of staff, Smart Approaches to Marijuana. What are you seeing out there with regards to? kind of the response back. Luke Neferatus quoted in this article, also with Smart Approaches to Marijuana, says, look, neither of the two parties have made this, uh, major parties, Republican, Democrat, have made this a party platform. The President of the United States, Joe Biden, isn't buying into this. And it seems like the momentum's stopping. What are you seeing? You're the expert.
0: Yeah, thanks so much, Jeff. I, I, you know, I agree with that. I think at a certain point, these legalization advocates are running into two things. One, they're running into more conservative states that are generally far more skeptical of addiction for-profit industries coming in. Mm. And then there are they're also running into the cold hard facts that we're seeing in legal states like Colorado, California, Oregon and you know, the way that this industry has really moved in and has taken over. I mean, I you know you can't walk anywhere in New York without smelling pot everywhere. It's you know from six o'clock in the morning until you know midnight and later it's its just it's constant. and people are seeing that in other places, and they don't want that for their kids. They don't want that for their communities. They don't want that for their state. And so now people are you know these more conservative states are, going to be more skeptical of this in general, but they're also looking at the facts and what other states have done, and they're just rejecting this. I mean, it's just, they're just going to run out of, you know, people who are going to ignore the facts and just listen to pop culture about this.
1: I misspoke a little bit when I said that it was Missouri and Alaska, it was Missouri and Maryland that voted yes, while Arkansas, North Dakota, South Dakota, and Oklahoma rejected it. Uh, Luke Nifaradas of Smart Approaches to Marijuana, said that in the polling in Oklahoma, the organization found that the, the concerns about cartels growing marijuana was particularly compelling to voters. However, he said the top message was the risk of secondhand smoke for children, including an ad that claimed the bill, quote, stinks to high heaven. I mean, uh, Jamie Zerby of Smart approaches to marijuana. Even the mayor of New York City, not a rock-ribbed conservative, is saying, it stinks here. We're tired of it. It smells horrible in New York City. And these voters are just like, we don't want to deal with it. I mean, you can't can't drive down I-25, especially the i twenty five Sixth Avenue corridor right there in downtown Denver here in Colorado. It smells horrible. I don't know why we unleashed this upon our communities. Uh, I mean, Jamie... So do you think do you think this is ever going to become legalized federally? Do you think there's enough energy to get that through?
0: I don't. I mean, the truth is is that, you know, there are there are always going to be people who say that it's, you know, that it's inevitable and they're the loudest people speaking. Yeah. But You know, the the way that we handle drug scheduling and drug legalization is not an issue that's informed by popular culture and popular opinion. It's something that's, you know, informed by the science on marijuana and the science on marijuana use. And we do know that there is, you know, that marijuana can be addictive and that, you know, the younger that you, you know, use marijuana, the more likely you are to be addictive or experience, you know, serious mental health effects from it and that's you know the biden administration last october announced that they were going to look at a rescheduling of marijuana um to move it drug schedules and in drug schedules or it's it's a legal term it's not a harm index it's not you know this drug is one therefore it's more harmful than something in schedule 4 that's that's not what that means and so it's a really boring legal term i'm not a lawyer so i'm not going to get into it <laughs> um we don't want people to fall asleep but The, you know, the point is, is that this is all informed by the science and the science on marijuana has not changed. We've seen, you know, as more states have legalized, we've seen, you know, just the science continue to be reinforced that this is a harmful drug. It's not risk free. It's not medicine. It's something that really can, you know, have a negative impact on your life.
1: You know, and the, people often ask why I'm so passionate about this. So I used marijuana late into middle school, early high school, and my grades just plummeted, right? My, my short term memory was shot. And if you don't like who I am and the way I think, well, blame marijuana. Um, but um, I used marijuana, grades were awful. And then I watched my friends, one, Marijuana made them really angry. Um, that's something that I've I've noticed among pot users is that they tend to get very angry. They don't do well in school, they kind of drift off in in their careers. And then, you know, not everybody, but everybody that uses harder drugs typically starts with marijuana. And so I ended up losing friends over this. And I and just I've never understood just this bizarre existence we have in our culture where you watch television And they have pharmaceutical drugs, and they name every possible potential side effect that you could ever possibly have. And it's like, we deeply research this drug, and we want to protect the consumer, and we want to make sure people have lives that thrive. And so we don't want to sell you something that could be problematic. Meanwhile, it's like pot, and here in Colorado, psychedelic mushrooms now, it's like, eh, go do whatever you want. And uh, it'll probably ruin your life, but... You know, we're just going to allow that to happen. How do, you, how do you explain that bizarre dichotomy in our culture? Jamie Zerbe, Chief of Staff for Smart Approaches to Marijuana.
0: Well, you know, my policy, the policy part of me looks at this and says that, you know, there is the values. It's ultimately a value shift. But mm-hmm. I think, you know, the fact, first of all, the fact that pharmaceutical companies can advertise anything on television is, absurd and needs something needs to be done about that but I won't go too far down that tangent but you know the christian part of me looks at this and sees that we have a culture that has rejected god and that has embraced anything that we can use to replace god in our lives mm. and that's truly that's kind of the way i look at it and again you know from a policy perspective it's it's I see it a little bit, you know, I see different facets of it, but ultimately I think it's a cultural shift that we've had.
1: Jamie Zerbe, Chief of Staff, Smart Approaches to Marijuana, thanks so much for being on the show. Friends, I encourage you, go to learnaboutsam.org, because they actually have research here, right? So those claims that somehow legalizing marijuana will address racial disparities. Not true. It didn't happen in Colorado. In fact, right after we legalized marijuana, arrests of uh, particularly black Coloradans went up for marijuana use and possession as opposed to um, uh, white Coloradans. So the idea that this was addressing racial disparity wasn't true. And in fact, it exacerbates it because most pot shops are going into urban communities and the kind of suburban communities around don't want anything to do with this. And so like alcohol, like tobacco, uh, marijuana is now a drug for addiction and it's going after inner-city urban communities and exacerbating racial disparities. It's making things totally worse. And so go to learnaboutsam.org. They are the premier organization. One of their researchers serves as a fellow at the Centennial Institute, so we have a great partnership with them as we kind of work to address drug policy in Colorado. Jamie, thanks so much for being on the show.
0: Yeah, thank you so much, Jeff. is was a kind
1: ton of fun friends when we come back we're going to get into arizona christian university versus washington elementary school district you're not going to believe what is happening to student teachers you would think that they are the scariest people around with the way that the washington elementary school district is treating them has decided that they cannot student teach because of their commitment to their faith makes them deeply harmful people for students at this public school district so when we come back we are going to have attorneys from alliance defending freedom ryan tucker will be joining us to talk about this case you are not going to want to miss it friends you are tuning in to the frontier freedom radio hour sponsored by the centennial institute at colorado christian university a university that is soaring Check out ccu.edu. When we come back, a very important case on religious freedom coming up.